Hello, happy Friday. Morning, sunshine. Happy Friday. How am I? Well, um, to be honest, next week, my kids all go back to school to three different schools. And while I'm very excited for them to go to school, I have this deep, deep sense of foreboding that all hell is going to break loose next week. Yeah, I will. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure <laughs> I will. And so that's causing me to have some strong underlying anxiety, but it's not enough for me to do anything like read and what read the bulletins or watch the videos or do anything reasonable. <laughs> it's just causing me to feel a sense of foreboding. And I bought myself actually a coloring book over the weekend that just has swear words in it. Nice. And I've been coloring in that and that's <laughs> helping me. <laughs> I'm making one for you as a matter of fact. Thank you. I love it. I'm going to frame it and send it to you. Awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> and the second thing that's going on is that I'm deep into the I'm in the third trimester of marathon training. So after we hang up, I have to go run 18 miles. Jeez. And I'm really wondering <clears throat> why I thought that that was what was necessary to get myself off the couch after 18 months. <laughs> but the good news is I carb loaded yesterday with, um, with Oreos and whiskey. So I think I'm totally ready to go. Are you feeling good and puffy? Mm -hmm. oh, good. I do feel puffy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I really can't see it too well. Oh, no. So that's how I am. How mm -hmm. are you? Good. You got your reserves up. I am a little honked off. Um, Michigan didn't start going back to school before Labor Day until just a few years ago. And part of the agreement uh, to be able to go prior to Labor Day after all these years of schools not going back into session until after Labor Day was that they'd go back two weeks prior and the, they would give Friday off that first week. And then they would also give the Friday off of Labor Day. So people would have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday off for Labor Day. So Isley is out of school today, but they scheduled a football game for tonight and she made varsity cheerleader. So she has to be there. Were you planning to go to the lake or something? Mm -hmm. Here's a question. Is honked off a Hoosier term? Because <laughs> I've never heard honked off before. Probably. I don't know. I'll have to do some research. I'll, I can ask my mom because she references Hoosiers every five minutes. Okay. She constantly, like we were in the grocery store yesterday and she said to me that we Hoosiers don't eat peaches <laughs> unless they're peeled yeah probably true <laughs> wow so um, ask her wow. ask her <laughs> when hoosiers get honked off <laughs> what does that mean what does that mean yeah i'm afraid of the answer actually it, it'd be a good one why don't you tape it okay <laughs> and share right. it with us mm. so Today we are talking about health and wellness, aren't we? 
I think, I mean, whatever we want to. So we talked earlier about trying our time to think strategy and our methodology um, and just showing people what it is. And I, you know, I just can offer that Nancy Klein has written a series of books based on a premise of time to think, um, which embeds actual time to think into your daily life. You could embed it into meetings at work. You can have an accountability partner for time to think. And it all sounds so silly and stupid and foundational, but the premise is, and the research shows, that most of us truly don't have five minutes of uninterrupted, uninterrupted time to think out loud um, with another person um, on many days, if ever. And so um, it's a way of embedding that accountability into your wellness journey. Yeah, I have been really um, helped by you both using the methodology on me and also bringing me through the training. Um, and I feel like part of it is equity work because what we see in corporations is that the airspace in meetings and decision-making is mostly taken up by the people in power. And so when you apply this methodology, it, it forces the airspace to be um, distributed more equitably. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so I love this. Yeah, let's, um, let's demonstrate it. Okay. While talking about our health and wellness certifications that we're pursuing. And we've talked a little bit about my hesitancy to consider myself a certified health and wellness um, coach as opposed to a professional and transition coach. Um, so maybe we can walk through that a little bit and help me um, get some clarity. Okay. Well, I can set my timer for five minutes and, and let you think first, if you're good with that. Mm -hmm. All right. And um, just for everyone else, the, the real premise is that we as humans all really do have great things that we're thinking about and great things to offer. And so it is an equitable process where everyone participating has up to the same amount of time to think out loud. And when the person stops, even we have to be a great listener and just provide a safe space for them to continue to nudge and prompt them to continue to think because sometimes they haven't explored anything past the top of mind thoughts. And so continuing to dig really prompts some of the subconscious thinking to come out that they may not have been aware of themselves. So if you hear me asking a question to, to prompt, it might sound a little strange and weird, um, but it's really just a method to help um, the other think more deeply. So I will start my timer for five minutes. And Liz, I'll ask you, so what's in your mind today and what are your thoughts so far? 
What's on my mind today is that I'm now suddenly three quarters of the way through this health and wellness certification that I started in April. Um, and it's starting to get real, really real. I actually have clients that are in um, the midst of working on their own health and wellness goals. And um, I'm pretty close to uh, the exam and the, not just the written exam, but the oral exam. And um, I've found myself wrestling with why me? You know, why me? Why am I in a position to support people trying to get healthier or trying to be more well than they were? Or than they are. Um, so I'm I'm definitely having some imposter syndrome around that because, as I described earlier, uh, preparing to run 18 miles with uh, whiskey and Oreos is not um, probably the recommended approach by um, exercise scientists. Yeah, so that's where I am. So what else, if anything, would you like to think or feel or say? Well, I've, I've been wrestling with this a little bit for, for a couple months now, you know, and I, um, I think that there's something to Having some credibility from not being perfect myself in that realm. The, the people that I'm working with right now, um, they are really struggling with confidence. They're struggling with a lot of um, kind of shame, I would say, and feeling like they're not measuring up. And um, I think a lot of us struggle with that, right? Society has a pretty narrow uh, view of what it means to be healthy and well. And so um, there have been some times where I've actually even questioned the whole notion of, uh, of this type of coaching um, because there's a part of me that uh, doesn't buy into societal rules, even as I think I, I, I apply them to myself, you know, at times, and then that can be a source of uh, self-criticism or shame. Yeah. You're going to say what else? And what else would you like <laughs> to think or feel or say? Yeah. I think there's something there. There's a nugget in there somewhere where the fact that I don't come from a place of, you know, holier than thou in my own health and wellness journey, that that will lend credibility with some kinds of clients. 
you know, and that those are probably the clients that I will be best suited with. Um, and so if I come at it from more of an abundance mindset rather than a scarcity mindset, you know, that in order to, to help people that I have to have uh, reached some finish line myself with health and wellness is probably um, false. That's number one. Number two is I think that I can bring some activism to health and wellness coaching that I have tried to bring to professional and transition coaching. So the concept of I'm going to decide what matters to me. I'm going to decide, I'm going to put my own values before the values of a corporation or of, you know, the Joneses or um, the, you know, my peers from college um, or even in some cases, my family, my, my partner, I'm going to decide what matters to me before I think about what matters to others. And that's, that's the point of view that I bring to professional coaching. And so maybe there's room for me to bring that point of view to health and wellness coaching. Okay, that was five. Thank you, Gwen. You are welcome. I need to write that down because I'm already forgetting it, but I liked that conclusion. Well, lucky you, it's on tape. <laughs> Clearly, I need more coffee. You can watch the reruns. <laughs> Maybe I can just get you to uh, watch the rerun for me and tell me what I just concluded in exchange for the fanciest cuss word coloring page you've ever seen in your life. Maybe. You know, I have discovered Sonics is a transcription device that we can take these Zoom calls and transcribe the audio in like, 20 seconds or less. So yeah, I could do it for you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And thank you. This was really, I love time to think. I love it. It is worth sitting in that space of not knowing and waiting for the answer to come, the deeper knowledge. So how does that five minutes feel? Well, it feels, um, Sometimes it feels a little awkward because I don't know the answers that are going to come out of me. And I think, again, that's something that is like societal and certainly in corporate America. We're trained that you need to have the answer before you open your mouth. And so it's, um, you know, it's a little uncomfortable because you don't know what's about to come out. And um, at the same time, it, it's been really fruitful every time you've done it with me. You know, you did it with me a couple months back when I was really struggling with um, juggling, the juggling act mm -hmm. that I do. 
all the time between my mom and my kids and job and all that. So um, it's a rich uh, methodology is my experience of it. Nice. Totally. You're welcome. And now I'm off to run 18 miles or at least move because I'm not going to judge myself on whether I run or walk. Nope, not going to time it. Just going to move 18 miles. My friend Laura's going to meet me at some point and ride her bike along while I cry. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That has happened a few times. Yeah, yeah. So as we're wrapping up here, Liz, what ideas do you have, if any, um, honestly, to help corporate America see that everything they want in terms of economic rebound and health and wellness for their people and creating a new normal can be related to embedding time to think methodologies and embedding health and wellness into their cultures? The difference between thinking in a long-term, thinking about long-term costs instead of uh, short-term mm-hmm. costs, because it's it's about creating space and elongating decision making to make room for discourse, and that costs money. Same with health and wellness. Um, you know, that that that's paid maternity leave. That's right. Like that's time off to volunteer it's more paid time off programs like um pto yeah and that's again looking at the long term versus the short term cost and i think corporations are not set up to think that way but certainly not the one i'm in um but anyway i gotta roll out that was fun it was it was